This week's episode is the author's podcast about creating characters, and I talk about how to develop believable characters for your book. And now, it's time for the intro. Hello and welcome to the author's podcast about, the podcast where we journey together into the wonderful world of writing. Each week, this podcast will talk about a particular writing-related subject and teach you how to turn your idea into a book and then get it published, with all of the steps along the way. Hosted by author Brett Jackson, this is The Author's Podcast About. In my writer's life this week, we've spent a lot of time playing board games, from Quacks to Catan Pirates Edition and more. We even went camping at Sherwood Forest and pitched our tent in the pouring rain and blustery wind. Surprisingly, we pitched faster this year than we have in previous years, so that was a bonus. Our next-door neighbours were our good friends from Yorkshire, and we spent loads of time together. It was a great time to relax and recharge our brains. No TV, no writing, except for writing the script for this podcast. Just good food, good friends, good fun and nature. A writer's life isn't just about constantly putting out content. It's about making sure you can fill up on content too. The birds, the river, the games, the laughter, the stories and more. All of these are work in a way because all of this input is a great way to revitalise your brain and get some much-needed vitamin D outside in the sun. When it's not constantly chucking it down with rain, anyway. On our last day of camping this week, our friends took us to a national trust place called Workhouses and Infirmary, and we walked around a hospital museum, which had lots of stories to tell, highlighted by texts, atmospheric sounds, and cleverly placed projectors, with silhouettes of rats running along the floor, and more. It was an experience that really opened my eyes to the pauper's life in the workhouses, and really surprised me when I found that the infirmary life hasn't actually changed a lot in the last 200 years. I recommend that you go outside and look around. You never know what you might see. In fact, that's this week's task. Stop looking around at the things you take for granted and start seeing what stories they have to tell. You never know where your imagination will take you. We also went to a baby shower and met lots of new people. Yes, folks, we're expecting some more grandbabies. Life is great. And that is the end of my writer's life update for this week. So now, on with this week's episode. This week's episode is the author's podcast about creating characters. And in this week's episode, I want to talk to you about how to create an imaginary character and give it some characteristics that your readers will fall in love with or hate with a passion. But first, what is a character? According to the dictionary, the definition of a character is 1. The mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. And two, a person in a novel, play or film. We are interested in the second definition, 
a person in a play or a film. But our character also encompasses the first definition, the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. Let me explain. In the book Goldilocks and the Three Bears, we have four characters. Goldilocks, who is a girl with blonde hair, usually depicted in a blue pinafore dress. And three bears, furry brown characters, who are a family consisting of Mama Bear, Papa Bear and Baby Bear. The book tells us that the bears have gone out for a walk, so they like walking. It also tells us they like to eat porridge, and they live in a log cabin in the woods. So far, we have a fair amount of details. Blonde hair, girl, porridge, walks, cabin in the woods, etc. These details help our reader to become immersed in the story and describe the characters so that each one has a story to tell. So what kind of characters are there? Generally, you have the main characters, also known as the protagonist, the MC, short for main character, or the hero. With good usually comes bad. And we also have an antagonist, also um, an MC, or as I like to call them, the VEBG, or very evil bad guy. But they don't always have to be a guy. You then have side characters. They're usually friends of the main characters, otherwise known as a sidekick. Popular duos include the likes of Batman and Robin, where Batman is our main hero, or MC, main character, and Robin is the sidekick, or side character. Other duos include Doctor Who and the other person in the TARDIS, who usually flies around in time and space with him, or her. Lesser roles tend to be the people who are in the background. In the case of Batman and Robin, you might want to create two character profile sheets. One for the Batman character and one for Bruce Wayne, his secret alter ego. Bruce Wayne is a playboy billionaire who is an upstanding member of the community, affected by the tragedy in his past by the death of his parents. Batman, however, is a fearless hero, helping to wipe out crime from Gotham City and is often seen as an outlaw by some. Superman is very similar and would also require two separate CVs, one for his superhero role and the other for that of mild manner reporter, working for the Globe newspaper. Unless your character is a superhero with an undercover identity, you would usually tend to use just one CV or resume for outlining who they are. If, however, your book covers many years of your character, or even generations, you may prefer to use a CV, resume or character sheet for a young character, and then one for the older character. For example, in my time travel book, Twice Upon a Timeline, which is book one of the Time Clones trilogy, my main character starts off as a ten-year-old boy, without a care in the world. Later on, we see him aged 40, and someone who struggles with his past. 
While both of these are the same character, uh, they require extra detail in the 40-year-old character because he has more life experience. You'll notice that hair style and facial hair, height, knowledge, weight, and lots of other things will have changed throughout those 30 years. When creating your lesser characters or minor characters, you don't have to go into so much detail. Let's look at this in another way. If you, the main character and hero, walk out of your front door and say goodbye to your side characters, spouse and children to head to work for the day, you will end up seeing other drivers, minor characters, in the traffic jam in rush hour. Then meet up with people at work as you're jammed in your cubicle for the day, listening to your boss's, antagonist, instructions. Breaking this down, you would create a very detailed character sheet for your spouse and children with names, addresses, physical looks such as facial features, and what they wear, their behaviour, how they react to situations, what they believe in, how each child gets on with each other, and their parents and more. The people in the traffic jam, however, will have much less detail, as we haven't actually met them in real life. So, you might find that you end up just calling them the angry guy with an SUV, the blonde lady with kids, that guy with a tie who tries to look good in his beaten up blue car with a ding in it, and more. Then, when you get to work, you've got the side characters who will help you get through the day. You know some things about them, but not everything, so smaller character sheets help. Now that we've worked out how to create characters and what types of characters there are, how do we introduce them? Don't overwhelm your reader with too much info dumping. It gets boring really fast and it will put your readers off because there'll be too much information and not enough plot. Instead, trickle in information. Let me explain. When you meet someone, you don't instantly know everything about them. Facial features, fashion and their current mood. That'll be about as close as you get. As you get to know them, you'll find out more about them. And that's how it should work in your stories. So how do you go about creating names? There are all sorts of different ways to come up with names for your characters. Here are a few different ideas. Baby books are a great source of names. Every single page you turn hundreds of different suggestions and ideas. TV credits. Take note of the names in the credits. You don't have to use the names exactly how they're given out. Instead, try mashing names together. So, for example, the first name of one person and the surname of another. Scrivener has an amazing tool. If you look through, you'll find a name generator. It gives you the chance to be able to come up with hundreds of names with a click of a button. Different races, different styles, different genders, and more. For those who like to write something a bit more fantasy, try the Dungeons and Dragon name generator apps or the fantasy name generator apps that you can download from your local app store. We've been watching NCIS again this week, and in one episode, 
Timothy McGee, one of the characters, writes a book called Deep Six, and he names the characters after his work colleagues. So J.L. Gibbs becomes L.J. Tibbs. Agent Anthony becomes Agent Tommy. Forensic science specialist Abby Shuto becomes Amy Sutton. Jimmy Palmer becomes Pimmy Jama, etc., etc. I've used anagrams of people who I know and turned their anagrams into characters. For example, in Time Clones Book 1, the TV reporter called Brent Jaystock is actually an anagram of my name, Brett Jackson. So what kind of details do you put in your character sheets, CVs or resumes? A character profile consists of several chunks. Number one, the physical description. We would talk about their face, body size. What about their height and their color? There are lots of different ways to come up with facial descriptions. Look at photos of yourself, for example. What do you notice? Hair colour, eye colour, skin colour, scars, tattoos, etc, etc. In your local coffee shop, you'll see people wearing uniforms. A waitress, police officer, perhaps someone with a prosthetic limb, someone with a speech impediment, someone who might be left-handed or right-handed, short or tall, skinny or overweight. I find it a good idea to base my character's looks on my favourite TV characters. This way, I can re instantly remember what they look like when referring to them in multiple books. And this helps me from reading through earlier books in a series just to get a reminder of what colour eyes your main character has. If you forget, simply do an internet search and that's it. In fact, there's an added bonus to this. Because if one day your book becomes a film, those characters may even end up in it. Also, if you remember that Julia Roberts is a red-headed scientist, or that Dwayne Johnson is a pirate hero, then all you have to do is skim through, look at the picture, and you'll get an instant reminder of what colour eyes they have, what colour hair, and this will save you trawling through the last couple of books you wrote in that series just to find out small details about your characters. Don't forget to give them clothes. Are they wearing a uniform? Do they have some sort of smart attire? Does it depend on the situation they're in? Perhaps an army colonel wearing his battle fatigues? What about if you're writing something science fiction? What species might they be? On Earth, your main character may be a dog, an octopus, or a camel, or whatever. In space, it could be something different. Whatever, just write them down into your character sheets. Most writing apps have a place to copy and post a photo of your character, so you can get a fast reminder if your internet goes out. Number two, mental description. Mood and phobias play a big role in our character. Does your character come across as intellectual or nervous? Introvert or extrovert? Happy, sad, upset? Perhaps the life of the party? Or someone who would rather keep themselves to themselves? Maybe they have a secret identity. 
Perhaps they're just very loud and obnoxious. Number three, their past. What happened to them? Were they bullied at school? What about their education? Are they smart, average, or perhaps not so great at book learning? So instead, they've gone for a more manual career, such as becoming a farmer or a circus trainer, an athlete, etc. What about their education, their religion? What about fantasy? How about magic? Are they an apprentice? Is this somebody who's part of a group? Perhaps they are an amazing wizard, such as Dumbledore or Merlin. To save yourself some work, hunting and what sort of things to look for, I would suggest going out and finding some job sites on the internet. These will allow you to download a CV or resume pro forma with the general questions that will jog your memory and help you to put character sheets together. Once you've created your main character sheet, then all you need to do is chop off the certain bits between main characters and side characters and then take out a considerable chunk for those who are bit parts. So now I want you to hunt around on the internet for some character sheets and start creating your own characters. And you'll find the more detail you put into them, the better your characters will come across and the more believable they will be. The more believable they are, the better your readers will fall in love with them or hate them with a passion. It's always a good idea to keep your template available for every time you want to create a new character. This way, you'll be able to add more than just one or two characters and you'll be able to get it done really, really quickly. The faster you do it, the better you can actually get into writing about them. When you are writing, don't forget that your characters will actually start to experience a life of their own. You'll start to realise that there are things that your characters could do that you'll want to add into your character sheets. Have fun creating lots and lots of characters. And I hope this episode has helped. If you love this show and want to become an official fan, you can for just £3 a month. By signing up, you get a shout-out on the show, access to the private community on Patreon, and that great feeling of happiness, knowing that you're helping to support an independent author. Simply pop over to www.patreon.com slash theauthorspodcastabout and show your support today. Next week's episode is The Author's Podcast About Author Lingo and I'll be breaking down the words that authors use and what they mean. That's all for this week. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to click that subscribe button now. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, don't forget to share the word. And I will see you next week for some more Authors Podcast About. Goodbye for now.